I mentioned night vision goggles. <laughs> <laughs> Otherwise, he's going to be firing Blankenships. <laughs> just, oh. imagine, imagine the power goes out like the Super Bowl. He's kicking just, in the dark. He's the only person out there who can see what's going on. You're just racking up three-pointers in the no- <laughs> in the dark. They're running two plays. He's, he's just boot scooting around, scoring touchdowns. most anticipated fantasy matchup of the century and uh, one of the most overwhelming. Uh, I, of course, refer to the the, the big Keeney Woodsy clash from the weekend, which we will digest today as well as go through all of the rest of week nine's NFL action. Welcome to the Ocho Bowl official podcast. I'm Steve Mann, as always, joined by a very somber looking Chris Keene. How are you, Keeney? Yeah, not bad, mate. <laughs> pretty upset with my performance, to be honest. You said overwhelming. I think it was pretty underwhelming, wasn't it? Oh, yeah. Sorry, that's a, that's a slip of the tongue. I might have been just accidentally thinking of my own matchup and my own performance on the weekend coming up against the hapless Fitzy. Um, and, of course, joined by uh, the Kamish. How are you, Andrew? Uh, not too bad. Thanks for having me. And we have, a, we have an inmate who's joined us <laughs> straight from a county jail. Jesus, he's got the orange jumpsuit on. I heard that prison break got cancelled today, and I reckon I discovered why because I reckon they've. He's just Michael said, "Stop!" I'm moving into podcast. <laughs> How are you, Woodsy? Theodore Bagwell in the house. <laughs> Old teabag Woods. Well, you are. You certainly murdered Keeney on the weekend. Oh. <laughs> That's outstanding. Down on this as much as you guys want. <laughs> that was good. Look, um, oh, <laughs> we're all a little. Oh, it's good. I was wondering where you. You look too sober today, but I've just seen the. Uh, oh, it's smoking the red jelly bar. Smoking the pipe. Look, um, we may as well just jump straight into it because it was, well, we've. I, I was going to say it was the most build matchup we've ever had, but I think that's pretty self-evident when we had an actual promo recorded for it, which we've clearly never <laughs> done before in the history of the game. Um, Woodsy, you're uh, you're 50 bucks richer uh, and a little bit more based on your oh, DFS yeah. performance over the weekend. How are you feeling? Yeah, I'm pretty sure I should retire from DFS immediately. <laughs> Probably not going to get any better than that. So, top, top, run, top. yeah, sorry, I was just going to say, run us through how close you were to winning big, big money. Yeah, so if I if I and I was literally like, this is why I brought it up in the group. If I was actually thinking tossing up between Julio Jones and um. Tyree Kill and I, I went for Julio because uh, Ridley was out and I thought, you know, higher upside, but yeah. Yeah, you know, no one ever has higher upside than Tyreek, so I probably should have uh, stuck with that one, but yeah, I would have won 20,000 US. So, <laughs> massive. <laughs> I'm sure good. that every everyone that finished in the top 15 has that same fucking thought that if they did yeah. one thing instead of the other. Um, but yeah, that was actually one that I was tossing up for a little while, so yeah. It is what so it is. Well, pretty happy to hold on your, to two grand as well. For, for those uh, in our very big community who don't do DFS, um, talk <laughs> us through kind of obviously it's 
just the early the early slate of matches. So the you know the one pm and the four pm US time yeah. ones. You pick your best fantasy team. You get a bunch of points or handy uh, sorry salary cap to try and spread. You can't just pick anyone you want. Um, yep. What did you score and what did the winner score? That's a good question. Let me let me bring up the, the stats. I'm pretty sure yeah the difference between Jones and Tyree Kill was about 18, and I think the winner was about 22 ahead of me from from memory. So so what's what's yeah. what's the winner get? 50 grand. Oh, yeah. US. Yeah, US. That's so, enormous. Pretty, pretty large grand. dollars. Yeah. Jeez. And where do you, where do you put this money? Have you got a offshore the in the Caymans, or what are you doing with US? I would dollars? have had to. Yeah, I would have had to probably open up a Swiss bank account or something like that. I'm not sure at all. <laughs> so I've just uh, done the old withdrawal to PayPal. Um, yeah. That's come to the. Uh, and pray. Yeah, exactly. No, no, it's in. It's into the bank account now, so oh, it's, it, it happened. That's because uh, they've got an Australian one, so it's not too bad to get your money out yeah. of DraftKings. Whereas, like yeah. when it first started, you had to do some dodgies, but now they've got an Australian site, so you can. Yeah, uh, I did have to sign a few disclaimers or something. There was like you have to, I don't know, tick a box, and then you're you have to agree to Article Twenty Two of this Constitution thingy. Yeah. I've got to be more like because in America you make tax on them, whereas it doesn't really yeah. matter for us. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Bang uh, on. The US usually had a lot of rules around things that former felons can't do. So based on the way you're looking <laughs> at it, you know, you might not get that money. Um, yeah. Obviously, it was nice for you to win a couple of grand, but the the bigger win of the weekend was the fifty bucks that you've just taken off Keeney. Uh, talk us. Let, let's hear it from the victors. You know, mouth. How was talk us through the matchup? Oh, look, I didn't ever think it would be better winning fifty dollars than I think twenty seven hundred Aussie dollars. So, but here we are. Here we are. It's just you know, it's it's sweet. It's uh, it's it's well deserved, and uh, here I am. You know, just sitting seven and two. I think Keeney was uh, predicting that I was about to lose five in a row and finish the season and in seventh place again. But here I am, seven of two. So I've won seven of my last eight. Um, sitting pretty. I'm actually just looking at the ladder for the first time right now. It's looking good. Yeah. I don't believe that for a points. second. You, nah. You've been refreshing that app with the ladder <laughs> for again the last. Okay. No, legit. I'm just saying. Where this am I going to be? Looking at Dale, Dale sitting in seventh now as well. Well done, Dale. Yeah, well done, it's, it's pretty clear when the podcast hones in on someone and goes, "You're really unlucky," or "Your team's going real well," or whatever. Things happen for them because we we broke the Fitzy curse. We then. Dale came on sounding about as flat as Keeney did in the intro tonight a couple of weeks ago. Since then, he's put up two 180 scores and he's flying. So yeah, He's absolutely flying. Um, um, and we've killed Camo as well, which is great. Oh, it could not have happened to a better person. To be fair, I would, if I'm getting killed and I'm still six and three, I'm still pretty happy with that. So, yeah, that's right. Yeah, it's, 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 we need a couple more weeks of killing Camo before we write him off. That's true. Six and three, sitting third on the ladder and... What is he? I think he's eighth in overall. That's three, four, five, six. So yeah, he's eighth, eighth in total points. So yeah, he's he's absolutely still flying. Up and about. Um, before we get into the the matchup itself, which was yeah, it's probably not a huge amount that we want to talk about because it was pretty over pretty quickly. But the really interesting storyline was clearly the pre-game bets around <laughs> picking each other's flexes. Um, now that we've got you both on the podcast and the whole thing's been run and won. Talk us through what you're both thinking, because I, I swear for anyone on the WhatsApp group, 
there was you're clearly out foxing each other <laughs> at the same time. There was that many moves being planned. We said last week about you know some people playing checkers, other people playing chess. You guys were playing Dungeons and Dragons or something because <laughs> the amount of moves that were going on there. What was maybe you, Woodsy, start us off? What were you I'll thinking kick us off. when you proposed the bet? Yeah, so I thought that maybe there was there was a way that I could get um, Kenny to agree to something that gave me like a significant advantage, especially after Kittle went out. Um, I knew that Kenny would be uh, diving into the free agency to pick up a, a tight end. So I came up with this idea of um, I was trying to pull the wool over him a little bit, but I probably didn't do it that well in the end, or or at least he, he pulled his savviness out a little bit and um, found a way to get, to get around it. Um, so, so, so what yeah. were you trying to get him to do? So obviously we said that, you know, we get to choose each other's flex. I was quite careful in the way that I worded yeah. it. Um, yeah. So I, I wanted to choose um, Keeney's flex to be whoever he picked up from free agency as a tight end therefore forcing him to play two tight ends and pick up a second um, tight end from free agency. He uh, obviously got wind of that, dropped his tight end, which I took solace in the fact that he just spent 20 for absolutely nothing. So, so he dropped so, his so tight end, did the dodgy Andrew in the background. <laughs> yeah, so, so, so by 8pm when you guys were picking the flexes, suddenly Keeney's got no tight ends on his roster. Zero tight ends, yeah. So yeah. at that point, did anything else cross your mind or you just went straight back to J.K. Dobbins? And you know what, yeah, look, for the for the lols factor, I had to always had to go Dobbins, but I actually did think about, <laughs> look, it probably didn't play out the way that I expected it to, but I thought that Todd Gurley's matchup was actually really tough this week. So mm. I was actually thinking it did cross my mind to select Gurley in the flex, forcing him to choose two other running backs to, to fill those. Um, but... Yeah, thankfully, Keeney put him in. Yeah, spot anyway. Look, it was to be honest, it was it was pretty genius. Like a credit where it's due. I I did enjoy. <laughs> we had a bit of uh, offline back and forth about it. It lasted all week, <laughs> to be honest. Terms and conditions. <laughs> oh, it was it was relentless. Um, he clearly pulled the wool over my eyes in that sense, and then I had to pivot into a different strategy because I wasn't copping two tight ends. So, um, so, yeah, so where did you – talk us through what you did in response to any. Well, it's – so my response was, hold on, the assumption was that I would fill my roster first and then you could pick whoever you wanted in the flex. That's what I thought the assumption was, but clearly Woodsy never stated that for a reason <laughs> because that was all part of his terms and conditions. So, you know, fair play to him. And he said, listen, re-listen to the podcast. You'll hear it. I never said that's what we'll do. <laughs> um, so we went back and forth on that a bit. And then we ended up just deciding, let the league vote. That's the fairest way to do it. Um, and kind of whatever comes out of that happens. Um, there weren't too many objections. Havers um, didn't love it, but that was probably the only one. Um, I don't think and- he realised that it was a significant advantage to myself at the time. So as, yeah. as a four and four, he probably would have been cheering for me. No, yeah, that's what he should have voted for it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, in the end, it was yeah, I kind of had to a pivot to a to a different strategy. Um, so <laughs> it was interesting how it all kind of played out. In the end, I kind of thought, well, this could actually work in my favour if I can get Gronk in. Um, 
That's not bad. The, it's funny you say that about Gurley. I did not like that matchup at all, and I was lucky that he scored a touchdown. Yeah. Um, I was hoping that you dropped Josh Kelly because I was going to put Derek Henry in the flex, so you'd have to pick up two running backs or another one, Lev Bell and another one. Um, but you stuck with Kelly, so that's it was much of a muchness in the end. Um, but it's funny, like I went through it, and we'll get into the game, but if you told me... QB and starting two running backs, I'd be up by 16. I'd be like, yep, I'll take that every day of the week. <laughs> Unbelievable. Like, Wilson didn't play well. Um, I, I didn't like the Tannehill matchup, obviously, so I moved him out for Cousins pretty late. Um, yeah, I actually uh, – I, I thought that your pick of Cousins was a, a little bit left field as well because all day, every day – That's why I, in my DFS, I selected Delvin Cook because I just thought it was going to be a running back kind of game. Um, yeah. But then – Cook it was stuff twice on the on the line, and and Cousins ended up with yeah, three passes. Probably down, so. probably a bit fortunate, but it was more around the. I didn't really enjoy the Tannehill and Chicago matchup, yeah, and I just thought Cousins says he hasn't been thrown it that much, but he's been thrown it deep, and Detroit's secondary is pretty shit. Um, so I thought there'd be an opportunity there. He probably he, he scored as good as I could have hoped for. Yeah. Um, so I look to get as I said, I got lucky with Gurley's TD. Cousins happy. Edmonds didn't score, but he, he got enough of the ball, so I can't complain there. And then it was just my receivers that got absolutely murdered, and yep. Kelsey went nuts. So yeah. Kelsey's a god. Last year I was I was uh, saying that CMC is a cheat code. Honestly, this year just having that having Kelsey as your your number one tight end against whoever else he's up against, it's just yeah. And I, I think there was a. Um, there was a 15-second period in the morning where Kelsey had like a 58-yard pass and then McLaurin caught a 66-yard touchdown and yeah. then and, Robinson and, caught a 35-yard pass in like the space of 15 seconds. And I'm, yeah. I nearly and fell Henry over. Henry had a like, chance oh. to actually punch in a touchdown there as well, but oh. actually... He had two chances at it and he couldn't get through. So and, yeah. wait, on the on the NFL fantasy app, I'm not sure if anyone else gets this, but so I obviously traded Tyreek Hill away a while ago. And I'm getting notifications that Tyreek Hill's scoring touchdowns. I'm like, I don't care about that anymore. For Will Fuller, which is kind of annoying, but it was doubly really annoying, annoying. Because oh. I get like Will Fuller has scored a touchdown yeah. when I'm playing Ben, who had him in his lineup. I'm like, yeah. oh. And I and I was like Waiting like any notification, I was pumped with, and then I saw it was Tyreek Hill. I'm like, oh, I don't know him. <laughs> the, the um, it's well, I, I don't know about you guys, but I years ago switched off any notifications from any fantasy apps because it ruins watching red zone. Yeah, it's too because like they, they delay yeah. things and like oh, you know, it. come back to that game. And you, there's nothing worse than the only bit, like the best bit of it is. You it crosses to a game and you watch him throw a ball and you're like, come on, you know, be Deontay Johnson under it, not Smith Schuster or whatever. Yeah. Seeing catch a touchdown. Nothing worse than seeing a score and then seeing it because it completely takes the the fun out of it. You just like, oh, the guy's gone. Oh, here it is. So, yeah. Unless you're Dale and you just wake up to the notifications. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He scrolls down. Like he's missing out on so much fun. It's the best bit of the week. Um, all right. So just just to kind of quickly cover this too, the, the final score was Woodsy 117. Keeney, 79.7. Obviously, nowhere near as close to the expansion. And, and, and if, um, what was that? Is that a big win? No, oh, it's big enough. Lot? What is it, 38? Yeah. yeah it sounds like Pretty a lot. But if you told me that Woodsy is going to score 117 this week, I'll be like, all right, I'll, you know, you've been scoring a lot more than that this year. 
Um, I probably would have backed myself in just about to, to do that. But I, I looked up, I looked up because I thought this was a heavyweight kind of matchup throughout the week. I looked up the world's worst boxing matches on Google. <laughs> came up with Emmanuel Williams. So that might be me. He lost his debut fight in like 38 seconds or something. So that's probably a pretty <laughs> yeah, good analogy for me. Yeah. <laughs> Not bad. Have, have we sort of just established, Keeney, that your team is just completely hit or miss? Like you put up 70-something this week. You were 80 the week before. The week prior to that, though, you were 155. Um, I reckon the week before that, I'm just trying to go back and look at it now. I reckon you were a big score then as well. You were yeah, a couple of weeks. You yeah. had a couple of monsters in a row. Yeah. Yeah. It's, were, I'll tell you who's been. Oh, yeah. oh, no, DJ Moore. That was me. DJ that Moore's week. been awfully disappointing. Um, yeah. Actually, like, I don't have great running backs in terms of the standout, but I'm okay with plugging two of the guys I've got in every week. My wide receivers have been pretty average. Um, I know a guy that can sort you out. <laughs> and Gronk, Andrew, you give me Gronk for the flex loophole, <laughs> and he scores. He doesn't do anything. No, I was going to say that. Lindsay put up like two point yeah, five. Gronk put up one point seven. I'm dealing with Kelsey here, though. I've got to compete against that. What did What did Thomas put up? Logan Thomas, the guy you dropped. Oh, actually, I didn't I check that. Like sixteen. Wow. <laughs> I was looking at it uh, before. He caught a few, up, right? Um, Oh, he was Alex Smith's little bitch because Alex Smith just checks. Oh, that wait, no, shit sorry, down. he put up five point eight. Sorry, oh, I was looking at If if you'd um, that would have been good. If if you'd like, obviously AJ Brown's pretty solid. You had him yep. sitting on the bench. He put up twenty. Um, yep. I think the thing when you lose by thirty-eight is really no combination of decisions were going to make the difference for you, even if nah. you'd made the right defense decision, and no one expected the Saints to do what they did to Tampa Bay, which kind of killed Gronk and gave the defense sitting on your bench a big score. But if you've done that and start AJ Brown, you still lose. So Silver lining. What a $20 fab spend on the Saints day. Outstanding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, no, for reference, you... What's that? For reference, um, just letting you know that Fantasy Knows have moved AJ Brown into their top 10 wide receivers Ooh. rest of season. Interesting. So you've got a star there. Fantasy yeah, knows they're going at 100% strike rate I this year. I do like AJ Brown. Um, yeah, he's he's going to be all right. But uh, I, look, I think I think fantasy is all about having rivalries, and this one's going to be long lasting. I don't know if we'll have 50 on every game, but we may. <laughs> There's a chance for that. Um, so I think it's only a good thing for the league, don't you? I agree. Yeah, I, I actually, I'll drop it here. I, so I'm planning in the season to have this sort of questionnaire about thing changes for the league and one of them that i'm looking at implementing is a uh, afl thing that they don't do anymore rivalry round yeah rivalry round i love that everyone yes. votes for like their rivals and we'll have like it could be round i don't know where it exactly would be but then i'll manually change the does, fixture that you'll, you'll get does, 11 votes for fitzy as their rival. i was gonna say does fitzy play himself that week <laughs> <laughs> i feel like ben and fitzy have to be rivals don't they oh. I think yeah, if Fitzy yeah. played himself, he'd still find a way to lose. <laughs> Jesus. So, so looking at your, so you've moved to seven and two, Woodsy, which is I reckon you. I mean, you're in basically. I reckon one more, you'll be safe. But um, you're pretty, you're pretty much good to go. I've playoffs. got Camo this week, so should should be good. Yeah. <laughs> if you're listening, Camo, I think you got him twice, do you? 
Yeah, I think I do. Yeah. Come so on. How how aggressive are you gonna be and try to maybe improve that running back two spot? Because I think well, that's I actually, your weakness. Like Lev Bell hundred yeah, percent it is doing nothing. Um, I had a um a brief conversation with Camo today Ooh. Ooh. over over the old WhatsApp DMs and just just floated the idea of to him. Just wanted to see if he would bite on this one. Um, Cooper Cup for Clyde Edwards Hilaire with the added benefit that Edwards Hilaire has the buy this week and I have Camo. So <laughs> just giving him that little extra edge in this week's matchup. Um, but no, he didn't want to borrow of it because he said that he his um, philosophy for trades is that he will not trade for someone that he hates and apparently hates <laughs> Jared Goff, hates Cooper Cup and just could not stand having him in his lineup. So well, not close, but yeah. You should know by now, Woodsy, that Camo's quite racist against white people. Yeah, I know. <laughs> so you, you need to um, think about that before you're offering is trades. Is Cooper Cup overtaken uh, Diggs as the most offered player that no one's been on a trade for? I would love Diggs. I, I, I rate Diggs. I would absolutely. Tyler Boyd. Boyd. You offer him. Oh, Boyd's him been traded now, though. I think Diggs and. Boyd's gone. Uh, yeah, Diggs and Cup. Like, I, I probably over the season had about three or four offers for I each think, of them. I think we all missed our window to get Dalvin Cook two weeks ago when yeah. Dale was just You're like, I'll do him for. Comment on this. I'll, they just I'll do him for Tyler Boyd. <laughs> Tennessee last year, where Absolutely. they're just yeah. Dalvin Cook's our best player. Let's just give it to yeah. him because that's our only chance of winning. Like yeah. you would watch the whole game. As, as as a Minnesota fan, I will tell you this: he's obviously he's awesome. ridiculously good, but he's never like his value on fantasy is never going to be higher than it is right now. Honestly, I, I was you about Dale to say, and you could turn him into CMC. You do it in a second. Yeah, you do it in a second. You would, but he's he's clear cut number two, right? Like there's. Yeah, Maybe Kamara, he's just, like he's pretty. The difference is he's just yeah. so injury prone, and like he's not going to have a seventy-yard touchdown every week. He's done. He's had a couple of big ones the last couple of weeks. Like it requires things. Like he's, he's, he's. I mean, I love him. He's so good, but just he's he's not at that level yet, and he's just playing at that level for a few weeks. As, as soon as soon as we finish the pod, Steve will be offering Dale something for Dalvin Cook after this talk. <laughs> this is I've uh, seen straight through. You have mate. to pay too much now. He also, yeah, but this is all schedule, Tampa Bay, Chicago, New Orleans. Ooh, like, actually, that's hard. While, like, you know, I'm, he's a good enough player that he can just score against anyone, but it's now still, Andrew's going to try yeah. and try for him. <laughs> hey, speaking of Andrew, and speaking of my RB2 situation, we had a couple of brief discussions today Ooh. as well in, in regards to a couple of uh, his running backs. Yeah, he, uh, he drives a hard bargain. I, I've actually coined him the Dodoro of the league. <laughs> so, he wanted um, my man Alan Robinson for Miles Sanders or Joe Mixon, so I think that those negotiations stopped pretty pretty quickly. Um, mm. But look, you know what? You, you never know what's going to happen. I think Robinson has a really good matchup this week, so I think once he yep. finishes, you know, he'll be, he'll end this week probably top five WR if, with any luck, and then. Andrew will be coming, knocking on my door. He's noticed that Robinson has an amazing final schedule. He's, he's all about that. He's all about that because I was I was texting the great man before you locked in my flex spot, and I said to him, what happens if Woodsy locks in Philip Lindsay? Because we'd organised the trade. And I'm like, I don't think it's great to then trade that big. I didn't know how you would react if I traded the flex player out <laughs> after you locked him in. So I'm like, how about we just... <laughs> 
Yeah, exactly. So I'm like, okay, why don't would you trade Andrews instead if if that happened? And he said, no, nah, no, nah, Baltimore have got a sick playoff schedule. So he's already penciled himself mm. self into the playoffs, and he's already yeah. ironed that off. Look, there's six teams like in it. the playoffs. Like Ben and Woodsy can't make it. Like if I if I can't make the playoffs in here, I sorry, um, Ben and Titi. I was gonna say Woodsy's out. <laughs> we knew what you meant. Um, <laughs> like if I can't make the playoffs in here. I don't deserve to have a good playoff schedule. Mm. Yeah. There's no point in making like you, know, you may as well be thinking about it because yeah, I'm not. Who cares if you finish sixth? Like if you if you're not going to win playoff games, then you may as well not be in there. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. And I don't think like I would have to win out and have some luck to get a top two spot. So I'm not really aiming for a top two spot. I'm just aiming to make the playoffs and then have the best matchups possible if I can. But um, yeah, might as well try and win. Then, like, I'd rather finish seventh and have made big moves to for the playoffs than make the playoffs and lose in week one. Fair enough. I'll tell you, what, if you do finish seventh, it's going to be a pretty flat year for you because not only have you missed the playoffs, wasted fifty bucks, you've also burnt two of your best cards. Um, you know, in a, <laughs> in <the> cards. <laughs> and you've lost a big chunk of your moustache just ahead like- of November as well cards and i was like if i given away like trade secrets the like tips of using like oh no actual cards you definitely have I, I think that's something that um and we've got really far away from the match reviews at the moment but it's something that's definitely come through is number one people are way more active this year when it comes to trading and like that sort of thing and i think that probably the fact that we're talking about it is you know conducive to more offers and more discussions to be going on secondly a number of people have said to me, the standard of people thinking about roster selections and stuff has gone up dramatically, partially because we're just pointing out stuff because we talk about everyone's roster. So there probably were people who just didn't even think about it till Sunday. And now there's a podcast talking about their matchup decisions halfway through mm-hmm. the week. Plus we're constantly talking about loopholes and, you know, different tactics and things. So um, I think like, you know, getting Fitzy on the podcast last week, Everything reverted back to what we people, other people thought about stuff. Like everyone's listening very intently, uh, and I think it's probably to the detriment of, probably for the benefit of the whole league. I think it's made everyone a little bit better. But for perhaps some of the more planned people, it's been they've lost a bit of the edge. Also, I've got some break. So I, I mess, I've been messaging Havers, always oh, speaking. Yeah, here we go. Um, so just some um, consolation for you, Keeney. Uh, so I asked. Based on the initial, the teams that you drafted, uh, who would have won if you two played this week? Oh. So this is your whole roster, not but just that's starting. That's why Tyreek went off. Yeah. Um, so yeah, you would Heckler have scored. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you would have got one twenty-seven forty-eight, um, yeah. and Woodsy would have got eighty-eight thirty. But Woodsy, like here, had Eckler, who obviously didn't play. Yeah. Alan, um, sorry, Mac Breeder and. And Boyd um, and Cup would have been on like by. So yeah, you had a couple of zeros there, but um, the initial team. Thanks, like... <laughs> <laughs> so all all that says is that Woodsy's just out coached Keeney since the draft. Essentially, yeah. on on your I know Woodsy, Woodsy loves referring to sample sizes, but on a one week sample size, specifically <laughs> week nine of this year. No, I think we're. I'm yeah. I'm now seven and two against the, Keeney. The Eckler trade has turned out to be really good for you, hasn't it? I mean, he got... Was he healthy when you, you did? He was healthy, right, when you traded him? Yeah. Got injured, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So he got so injured next week. Yeah. 
And yeah, Corey Davis thought as well. Fitzy just got <laughs> You can't buy good fortune. Or no. you can because you just trade with Fitzy and let the curse do the rest. I was going to say, or you, you talk to Andrew and he can. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, let's let's get back into the games. Woods, you do want to hang around, yeah. help us review yeah, the rest help of us these. Review. Yeah, let's go. Um, to the listeners at home, he's just sipping on a little Shiraz here. He's just the, the Tigers have won three flags in four years. He's seven and two in fantasy. He's just cleaned up on DraftKings. He's cleaned up against the pups. He's and just he's just sitting back sipping. A, yeah, he's splashed out a little bottle of Grange that he, he got from Mike Baird. <laughs> yeah. He's just yeah. he's got very, the, very happy with himself. Yeah. Yeah. All right, yeah, so next, next game was um Bit of an anti-climax, and I reckon this one is just a little ominous for everybody. Um, Reese, fresh back, Christian McCaffrey puts up 131. The battle of the four and fours gets the job done over Havers with 94.5. Um, geez, it's not really looking like the year of the Haver at the moment, is it? Um, CMC just slots straight back in. They think they said they were going to timeshare with him and Mike Davis, and he there was no timeshare at all. He just put up 37. Um, the rest of, I think what was ominous here is basically the rest of his team did very little. It was just a normal meat and potatoes type game. And I say that because we've got Woodsy on the pod. Um, from everybody else, it was, you know, Lockett didn't go anything spectacular. He even snuck in Hunter Renfro, the Ocho Bowl's own, but he still puts up 131. He still gets the job done. And his team's only going to get better because he's got Chubb and um, Kareem Hunt just sitting on the pine, plus Robert Woods on by. Uh, he doesn't have Chubb anymore. I have Chubb. Oh, yes, of course. He traded Chubb. But, Question. and also, go on, mate. I just wanted to know, like, a few people have started Hunter, Hunter Renfro this year. Has oh, anyone oh, great question. Great question. Has anyone what? Has anyone great. lost starting the, the Oracle of the League? Yeah, um, I, I think only me and uh, now Reese have won with him. I think everyone else lost oh. with him. Okay. Fitzy started him, didn't he? So I can like do that theory. So we had to we had to touch on it. Yeah, no, it's a good question. No, good I question. think uh, Dale might have started him one week as well. The, the, the ultimate act of arrogance, and there's been very few teams in the history of the Ocho that have been able to do this, but would be bringing him in for the championship match and taking a knee by playing him in one of your positions <laughs> just because your team's that good. I, I, I can barely recall... Like, if I think, but, oh, geez. There, there was that final a few years ago that you and I played in, Andrew, where, like, our teams were just so different. Like, and I feel like I, I – but I don't think I would have done it. I think I could have. I remember you asked me if, we were, if there was any interest in splitting and I just laughed. But – I think that was me. I don't I don't like splitting. Whoever – maybe it was – it, it was a final I was in and someone goes, do you want to split the money? And I just say, yeah. Was it – it could have been Ben, the year that he beat me in the semi. Um, Maybe. And his team wasn't very good, but he just had Jamal Charles put up like 50 in non-PPR. Oh, it was, it was, I think it was Camo, actually. So it's hard <laughs> to keep track of all these. That's a Camo move. Yeah. And he just, he, like we both knew it wasn't going to happen, but I still don't know if I would have had the guts to start Hunter Renfro. Yeah, or, you, you, you know, probably, but... like, you could probably only do it if they have like a late game and then you're like, you got to what. Because yeah. obviously they're going to have good players if they make the final. So you, you'd have to yeah. have such a bonkers team that. I will say I in this in this yeah. one though, boys. Like whilst it is ominous and watching Carolina, they just they can't help themselves but use Christian McCaffrey, which is fine because he's a star. And like I think he had something in the eighty percent realm of their snaps. He was involved. Um, 
but he is out. It looks like he's going to be out for potentially three weeks going forward what with, with the his shoulder. No, oh. shoulder. So he's like um, busted his shoulder and he definitely won't play this week. And there's a chance he misses two to three. So um, whilst he's a superstar, it must be pretty frustrating for, for Reese this year with him. But as you said, he's got, he traded, he probably traded Chubb thinking, you know, I'm ready to roll with McCaffrey now. Um, but he's going to have to fall back on on Hunt for at least so, the next couple of weeks. I very, think. During our trade talks, I asked him what CMC would cost because he was asking for lock, the original trade. And then I, he's like, it would need Lockett and uh, both Lockett and Hill. And I was very close to agreeing to yeah. that. So, so in another league, I offered the CMC owner, I offered him um, TJ Hawkinson because he didn't have a tight end, Chris Godwin. And Deontay Johnson for CMC, and he said no, straight yeah. up, <laughs> which is probably fair. And his point was, it's a fair trade, but I've held him for this long that yeah. I'm just yeah. gonna, I'm just gonna hold. That's what and I then he went off, like and I'm like, with, like when I was chatting to you, Woodsy, part of it is as well is like, while I've had held Sanders being injured for less, like. It's kind of he's still kind of got that value on him of being injured. Whereas if I wait till next week and he has a good game, which Sanders and CMC are both capable, suddenly their value goes up again. You know, they put up twenty points, yeah. they're injured, they're going to play next week, and then you're like, okay, well now I can get something better if I do want to trade him. The yeah. the sunk cost fallacy is extremely strong in fantasy. Like yeah. The second you ride a guy like me with Michael Thomas, like. Yeah. He's, he should be no difference to me whether I trade him in week 10 or I trade him in week six. Like there's a value, but yeah. in your head, when you've sat him on the pine for eight weeks, you just, it's yeah. so hard to give him up. And that's, that's literally the decision. That's what Reese has painted himself into a corner here a little bit by sitting on these injured guys the whole season. It's just, he's got it in his mind, probably gets so much from him because he's hung in all this time. The only ah, thing I five and four. Yeah, exactly. And, and yeah, that's right. So he's, he's got such opportunity, but. I think the one thing that probably caused him to trade Chubb, whereas he probably wouldn't have otherwise, was just the fact that he had four of them, so he knew he had to get rid of one anyway. So that probably mm. changes a little. But I reckon someone who sat on Chubb for eight weeks and didn't have another good player waiting in the wings would find it hard to trade Chubb. Yeah, I think that you with David Johnson, I wasn't very good, but I didn't trade him the whole year because it got to the point where he might come back. And I was <laughs> like, no, I cannot. Like, I've got to have seen him play at least one game. Yeah, it's 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 really it's weird, but you know, we get in our own heads. Um, yeah, look, I mean, there's not that many flaws in Reese's team. Cam Newton's going to be hit and miss. Um, he's Ooh. heavily relying on like a rushing touchdown or two here and there. They were terrible today. Yeah. Good, good to see the Jets doing their job, just helping my uh, defense issues, but. Yeah, I mean, look, he's, he's, you know, if he's got his full team, it's extremely strong. His tight end's really the only weak position and maybe quarterback. So he's he's well and truly in the mix. Um, Havers, like, it's obviously not over for him at four and five, but, geez, it's, yeah, it just once you get behind that 500, it gets that little bit harder, doesn't it? Mm. He does get, hopefully, Aaron Jones back. Uh, still got Kamara. Wide receivers are a bit of an issue, but um, no offense. Um, the other, ironically, Woodsy Alberto did his ACL this week. Um, yeah, so that that even though he's a rookie, 
Yeah, even though he's a rookie, that opens up basically all a lot of targets for Noah Fant from that tight end position. Um, so there's a world where his team improves a little bit, but yeah, he's going to have to start winning. So Hayden's on the weekend, and you could offer him pretty much anything for Devin Singletree at the moment, and he would accept it. He offered him. I rocked up first. He offered him to me. Then he offered him to Ben. Then he offered him to Cam. Then some random guy walked past and he offered him to him. He's not even in the league. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> it's the sort of player that you just, uh, it's like, it's kind of like what we said about Lev Bell. Like it just, they're annoying because sure, they add depth to your team, but you just don't want them to be starting. But, and did you, say what, did you see what Buffalo did this week? They're 25 of their first 28 players were pass players. Like yeah. they just did not run the ball at all. They're like, well, Seattle's secondary stinks. We're just going to throw it. And, and, and one, I mean, one yard rushing. When Buffalo put up 44 points yeah. and Singletary scores six, t- tell me how many better situations you're going to get for the guy to score. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I'm kind of with Havers on this one. All right. Um, anything else on this game? No. All right. The next one, um, at one point it was looking like an absolute heavyweight battle, but um, Tampa Bay were just horrible and that kind of ruined this game. But Larry's dump truck cam got the job done again, go to seven and two with 125 over Jared, three and six now, scored 109. This this was brutal, this game, from my point of view. Like, I think when you look at, when, when obviously a team underperforms a bit, you're looking at every kind of decision point he would have had. He would have been Breeze, Breeze or Brady and look at the difference. Like yep. he's, he's lost the, here by 16. The right yep. Um, he would have looked at Hasty v McKinnon and they yep. gave the work to McKinnon. He may have even looked at like Godwin or Fournette, probably not, but you know, every, every move he could have made, it was just the wrong one. Um, yeah. And he's like gone down by 16 and any one of those moves would have got him the win. So brutal. He's also I made think... the trade for Hasty and Waller midweek with Cam. Um, when Cam told me about it before the trade went through, he's like, I got offered this. I was like, I wouldn't be giving up Waller. And then I'm like, I don't want anything to do with a tight end. Like, I don't want to have to make decisions on tight end. I was like, one guy that I can put in. I'm not. And um, but then he goes, gets Jimmy Graham off the waiver wire. He puts up more than Waller. So Jimmy Graham's what balls I every week. Yeah, I, it, it was a it was a massive call because um, so Jared clearly he's he's got you know I think in his mind Dak going down's kind of stuffed his season a little bit but as we keep talking about he's got such a good team so much depth and so he just needs to get wins though and so he's you know going into this game he's at three and five he doesn't feel like he can drop many he's sitting tenth he he goes well Cam's pretty safe. I'm going to give Cam a, a, a lopsided trade in his favour, but given I'm playing this week, I'm going to trade him guys that are on buy um, or who aren't playing. So, you know, he makes the trade. What was it? Got it and um, got it and Eckler for uh, Jamichael Hasty and Waller, which is clearly in Cam's favour, I reckon. Like Eckler, you know, I know he's who we don't exactly know how long till he's back, but you'd much rather him than you know the upside that you get from Waller and certainly from Hasty. Um, then once the trade was done, I think Jared got himself in a position with a, every one of his, when the Thursday night game happened, he obviously had the two San Fran guys who were on his roster. 
ideally you probably don't start either of them. Every single one of his other running backs was questionable. So Jonathan Taylor was questionable. Fournette was questionable. Carson was questionable. And I think he just thought, and Gibson was questionable too. And I think he just thought, I can't take the risk of all of them not playing and I get potentially stuck with no one. So he thought he needed to start one of the San Fran guys, even though they're probably his two worst running backs. And he just picked Hasty because he thought, you know, Green Bay's got a pretty bad run defense. Hasty will run all over him. Clearly got that one wrong. But I think also he sort of, it was just one of those, you know, when it was in the week and the designations at the time that kind of stuffed him up a bit. Because I was, he was actually, full disclosure, he was messaging me about the roster decision after the game started. And I was like, what'd you start any of them for? Like just, you know, worst case scenario, you end up having to play four net. That's, yeah. Yeah, like you know, you you're gonna get someone like Carson. Carson pulled up at the rest played. Yeah, but just um, more. So I just had a look on that trade as well to add some more spice to it. So uh, Jared's three and six, and then he's got Manny this week who has half his team out because Atlanta has a bye. Then he's got Keeney who is a losing record. Fitzy who obviously has a losing record. Not to give him the win, but. Yeah, you know, um, teams that you would expect he would think that he should win. Yeah. Um, yeah, and then the last. So if he wins those three, you probably need seven and a good points four, which he does have. Last round he plays Cam, who then may have Austin Eckler. Yeah, uh, back so, from injury to keep him out of the playoffs. So to play devil's advocate, I actually don't mind the trade because I've got a feeling at two and six the Chargers might put Austin Eckler away for the year. And what are their what's their motivation to bring him back? So if in a world where he doesn't play for the year, that's a great trade. Yeah, agree. Yeah. I think Jared thinks he's thinking about that too. He, yeah. he and he sort of sold it to Cam like we play in the last round. So you know what advantages me this week, disadvantages me the second time. But you're right. There's only one player in that trade who's likely to be put on ice, and that's Eckler. So there's a bit of a. Because it was a pretty bad injury. Yeah, yeah, and that's you, what um. Yeah, I think I, like, I know there's been some stuff around already. saying it can be a lot worse. It was off the bone kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There was a guy on the fantasy football Reddit who went to a he, his uni's business class had the GM of the Chargers come in for a, a talk, and he asked him about Eckler, and he said it was on the uh, bad side of the whatever the original diagnosis was. So um, take that as That's- you will. That's uh, that's outstanding. It was probably like a business lecture, and he's asked him about fantasy football. That's, yeah, <laughs> that's right. That's the insights you get when you listen to the Ocho Bowl podcast. We just <laughs> we've got years, a set of years in every room in the US, just getting us the up to date information. And obviously, Jared's got the feelers in that room as well because he's he's just offloaded Eckler before word gets out. Um, all right. Well, yeah. Basically, the summary of this one was Jared made a bunch of bad coaching decisions and lost, really. I think that's what it comes to. Um, from, from your summary, Keeney, I think every position where he had a choice, he's kind of made the wrong one, um, yeah. except probably uh, if he started Johnny Smith instead of um, Darren Waller, he loses a point or something. And, and look, the, the Breeze-Brady one's easy in hindsight, and I think I'm pretty confident Breeze was a waiver pickup late, because I remember seeing him on the waiver wire. So, and that would have been more for this week against the Niners. He's picked him up to play me, yeah. 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 So, um, 
Yeah, it's hard, probably hard to start him against a really good defense in Tampa Bay that just didn't show up. So no, no one it, could bit unlucky. Have predicted that you know Brady uh, Sunday Night Football coming up against sorry with AJ uh, sorry AJ Brown um, Antonio with Antonio Brown playing his first game with his all his wide receivers he just comes up and they do nothing like that's yeah. Well, I'll tell you what. Going into that game, I thought he was home. I thought Jared needs like 20 points from Brady and or he needs to outscore by 17. He him having Brady and Godwin and Cam having Ronald Jones. Mm. Like, this is easy. And then when they got behind, I was like, this is perfect. Ronald Jones isn't even going to get used anymore. Fournette's going to get all the passes. But no, nah, mm. he's stuck. Next game. I was going to I was going to mention my punting exploits for this week, but um, it's hard because we didn't. I couldn't. I couldn't do it on the on the pod last week. But I actually, I actually put a little futures wager on before the Saints Tampa Bay game on my New Orleans Saints for the Super Bowl. Um, I didn't think we'd been playing that well, but I thought we're getting a bit healthier and $17 was a little too high for my liking. Um, so I had a little wager and I've just had a look at the odds and they're, they're under the $10 mark now. So I don't want to brag to the pun- to the people out there that couldn't get on because I wasn't able to air my opinion, but I'll continue to air more opinions going forward. Don't you worry. Well, it's um... good shopping. It is, and and, and you, you one that you called out in the heat of the argument with Woodsy last week around two hundred on the Steelers at thirty to one just rolls on nicely as well. Another week, <laughs> on the week. Uh, I'm trying to lay off that. I don't know, but anyway, <laughs> well, at least you can lay off in an age where it's possible. Back when you know, oh, yeah. a couple of my biggest career bets, I was literally in the TAB trying to lay off a fifty dollar tab ticket that was worth fifty grand at the time. Anyway, um, let's move on to the next Humble one, bro. Andrew. <laughs> Goldstein didn't win the Brownlow, so it was a great layoff by me. Um, <laughs> Andrew, costly win for you. The uh, the hometown cup, you and Ben just can you hear the celebrations through the wall still going on? Uh, oh, he was asleep for most of the game. <laughs> oh. I'm like, my room's next to the bathroom, so like. Yeah, I know when he gets up and I had to go have his morning shower and just gets up at like 8.30, just didn't even know half the stuff that happened. Love love his commitment. Look, I mean, the end of the day here, there's, and I, I can, I can you'll, you'll have your own read, but I'll give you mine. Justin Jackson gets injured, that's no good for you. But David Johnson gets injured, that's no good for him. Yeah. Um, we'll follow in fully in one play. Scored a touchdown, which was the difference in score between the two of you. Less, like he doesn't. That one play doesn't happen. He wins. Sorry, you win. Um, Tyreek Hill went off for you, and you threw me. It was just a, you know, I don't know. It was just a bit of an ugly game. But at the end of the day, I guess you both kind of scored around the hundred mark, which neither of you can be too upset because it doesn't get it done too often. What is going on with Mark Andrews, mate? That's your biggest worry. Yeah, I think like when you look at. Like the last three games I've played, they played Philly, Pittsburgh, Indy, yeah. like all pretty good defenses. And then he gets so like New England, Tennessee, he plays Pittsburgh again, then Dallas, Cleveland, Jacksonville, New yeah, York. Yeah, it is. So um <laughs> like I 
I knew there was going to be some bad games, but you know, I think it's unless um, Woodsy wants to give me Kelsey, like there's not much. Like you're going to have ups and downs with every tight yeah. end that isn't Kelsey, so might as well Maybe go for the guy with the highest ceiling. And so, of course, it, I was going to say this game is a very much of you would have loved just to get a win in this one with six blokes on by. It would have been whatever way you could just get a win, move on. Ross to get yeah, stronger but, from this point like, I'm not on. too disappointed because, like, as I mentioned well, um, in pretty much every podcast, like, uh, Mixon, Sanders, both been injured for they expected three weeks. So Sanders should definitely be back, and I think Mixon will be back this week as well. Like, and I got two wins a week before, which with, like, my first two picks being out, um, you know, if you told me when that happened, I'd go two and three, I would have taken it. Elite coaching though, you zero points on the bench this week. So congratulations for that. That was that's outstanding. Not easy to do. <laughs> um, yeah. But yeah, no, it's good. But just on this, <laughs> I had the as you were saying before about the like the red zone where it just cuts. I had uh, there was a uh, one where Baltimore were on the uh, the two. They first down, run it to Gus Edwards. He gets one yard. Run it with Gus Edwards. No yards. Then run it with Gus Edwards, who gets in. And I'm like, you've got Lamar, just give. And I'm like, I'm yelling at the TV about that because it's a point swing. And then it cuts to the Will Fuller 60 yard touchdown. I'm like, come on. (laughs) If that happened separately, it wouldn't have been too bad. But back to back, I was not happy. You know what I think is most worrying for you is Lamar's just not the same player this year, fantasy wise, but the team's doing fine. And that's yeah. what I think is more worrying. It's not like you're waiting for him to come back into form. It's just that everything's working nicely for Baltimore. It just means Lamar doesn't have to do his thing. And there'll be some games where he does have to do it and he goes off. But, you know, they're just – it's a much more – it's a bit like Mahomes last year. The year before, he was nuts in fantasy. Last year, the Chiefs were just way better as a football team. Didn't require him to go so berserk. He wasn't as good at um, fantasy, but they won a Super Bowl. And that's mm. that's kind of the worry with my home, uh, with Lamar this year. I reckon. Yeah, I'm just looking at the tight end ranks. So Kelsey at one has scored 168.9 for the season. He's 40 percent more than the next one. Where's Kittle? Waller at two, Hawkinson three, Kittle at four. Oh, even geez. with all the games he's missed. Oh. Um, Hayden Hurst oh. at five, Jimmy Graham at six, who's been on the waiver wire till this week, pretty much. I think. Yeah. Um, Johnny Smith at seven, who. Didn't start this week. Obviously, Jared had him on the bench. And Mark Andrews at eight. Um, Robert Tonyan at nine with the same score as Andrews. And he basically did it all off one game. Uh, And then Engram and Schultz tied at 10 and then Fant at 12. So that's basically, that's the starting tight ends for this team. And if you take the guy at like, say, pick eight, Mark Andrews, uh, Kelsey has doubled his score for the year. Yeah, I think yeah. Kelsey in PPR is the wide receiver four. Yeah. yeah. So it's, yeah, it's Kelsey, especially with Kittle being out, he's just like, he'll be a first round pick next year. Because I think everyone's just like, it just gives you such a positional advantage over whoever you play. Well, I think Kittle might be too. Yeah. Kittle's, they're, they're on par. They're 1A, 1B. Well, I mean, we knew it this year, right? Yeah. Like, it's why when we did the post-draft, you know, Clearly, Keeney, Woodsy, myself, um, I think Camo said the same. We were all desperate to get one of those two. And, like, obviously, there's only two to go around. Um, yeah. Get a right, bit, cool. yeah. 
Let's uh, let's get back to the matchups. So, anything else in your game, Andrew? No. Just... As, as you've pretty much let on, you're, you're still feeling pretty confident about making playoffs. It sounds like. Next yeah, one. Get um, everyone back. Okay. The undefeated DJ Shark do 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 do, <laughs> which has not lost a game or scored under 160 since changing team names and pouring his heart out on the podcast, gets the job done against the luckiest man in the world, Michael Cummins, who. Um, Highly unluckily, and therefore out of character, puts up 131, which is the second highest score of the round, and got done. So feel a bit for Camo on that one. Um, yeah, I don't. <laughs> wings and roundabouts, but this, this, I don't know. It's more like a slide for Camo. It's all been one way this season. This is the first little speed bump for him. Um, look, it was, it was, it was the two guys again for Dale, wasn't it? Dalvin Cook, yeah. 39. Um, Metcalf puts up another 23 Josh Allen. and Josh Allen finds some form again he's going to be up and down those other two seem to do it very very regularly and and the, the namesake himself oh, the DJ, DJ Chark do 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 <laughs> was outstanding is there any coincidence that as soon as um, Dale got rid of Fitzy out of his team name that he's just skyrocketed. Is there <laughs> is there something to that? Because it was the I can't believe it's not Fitzy's or I can't Barkley it's not Fitzy's. Yeah. As soon as he changes to the DJ Dudududus, he's back. He's got rid of the whole thing because he's also dropped Saquon Barkley, so that bit of the name's gone. He's the got whole the whole names. Imagine he'll be scoring two hundreds. If did he, he have a a ceremony and a, a a burning and burial of his name? <laughs> what what's happened? <laughs> it's worked. He's he's also got um, he's got John Brown sitting on the pie and he just found a little bit of form again. Um, he's we just talked about uh, Dalton Schultz, who's sort of top ten tight ends. He's got it's not like he's you know doing an Andrew with a bunch of zeros on the bench of guys coming back from injury. He's got um got a little bit of depth there. Um, and look, Camo, I think it's probably his highest score for the season, just about, isn't it? So as much as we um. There's probably not much bad stuff we can say about him this week other than that he, was, he played the wrong guy. Keenan Allen looks really good. Um, Herbert looks really good. Smith-Schuster had his good week. I think we said last week that, you know, between Deontay, Smith-Schuster and, um, and Claypool. yeah, Claypool, on any given week, someone's going to be down, one's going to be up. Uh, Juju was up this week. Claypool was pretty good and... Deontay was down. That'll change again next week. No well, doubt. you said Herbert's good. I think we, we have to touch on him. We'll touch on for every game for the rest of the season. Herbert was good. Kyler was outstanding fantasy-wise. Like, they still lost the game, but he put up nearly 40. And he traded him one, on, one for one. He we, we will come back to this, but he traded him to Fitzy, who didn't start Kyler. Uh, it is in my notes, Steve. It's it's just... it's Against it's you. Good. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, thankfully, in the end, it didn't decide the win. because Didn't it? Because I've got notes that suggest it may have. No, no, I don't think it did. Only be, it, it should have, but the reason it didn't was because New England's defense was so bad. Oh, when we get to the game, I'll, I'll read my case out. All right, all right. Um, but no, it was, <laughs> it's, it, it's, it's, it's a terrible trade by Cummins. There's, it's, there's no way of saying it. As good as Herbert looked, he's well, nothing. It's just, just a homer. It's just a homer trade. He's put aside. It's an emotional trade. He's put aside any logic and reasoning. And so he, here's a scenario for you. 
let's say the current trend continues and two games from now, the uh, Chargers have still won two games and they just go, we're putting the queue in the rack. We're putting Keenan Allen on ice. We're putting Hunter Henry Tyrod, on ice. Tyrod's back in. Tyrod's back in. We've, um, <laughs> we, we need to get out of the lawsuit for puncturing right. his lung. And, um, you know, the rookie's shown enough for year one. He's got a couple of niggles. Let's just sit him yeah. down and get him ready for year two. Doesn't it make sense that they put Tyrod Ty back in and show him off to trade him? Yeah, you could see it. You could totally see a scenario. All it takes is a little injury for Herbert. He could have he could have no team. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> he's, he's playing with fire. And, and this is, I mean, this is something that I potentially touch on when talking about my team. But one of the things that I'm really pleased about is that the Falcons are winning games. Because my biggest fear has been when they were 1-0-5, and, oh and five, I'm like, Shut they could rest shop. half their team. Yeah. So the fact that they've won three of the last four and they're kind of playing really good is exactly what I need. And I feel like Camo is, they're going in the opposite direction. Albeit that, you know, the last two games, it's the last play of the game that's lost it for them. So, yeah. yeah, yeah but yeah, on, just to look at some playoff schedules, as I want to do, um, <laughs> Chargers 14, 15, 16, they've got Atlanta, Las Vegas, Denver, three very average pass defenses. Um, so there is a chance that Kamo gets like, he's, he probably has to win one more to make finals, makes finals. And then the, ch- the Chargers just put up 40 in each of those games. Um just Herbert goes to another level and Kamari could just win out with charges and he next year he may not draft a player that you, you just draft old charges. I can imagine I'm channeling my inner Kamari. If he was here now, he'd be going, yeah, spot on, spot on. Like, <laughs> you, good man, you know. Like he, he'd be agreeing profusely with you. And I think it's a fair call. Like we've got to look at this both ways, I guess. Just pointing out there's risk. Yeah, I mean, I mean but, but if there's nothing else, if we've said one thing all year, it's that you've got to make the big moves if you want to win championships. So, Arizona's schedule is not, not much harder, in fairness. So I think Kyler, who's the QB2 right now, it's just he hasn't scored under 21. It's, he's, like, he's the Lamar of last year. He's just, his floor I'd, is I'd ludicrous. He rushed for 106 yards on the weekend. Like, it's insane. I'd love to know if you took Kyle out of every one of Camo's games so far this year, how many he would have lost? I reckon he'd how be two and six. Basically? Or three. He'd be three and five, wouldn't he? Yeah, I don't know. I got, he's I won like four games by Sweet yeah, FA. Yeah, I know. That's, and, and, and he's had him put... Like the game against me, he put up 40 and he wins by a point. Yeah. Like there's no precisely. way any other quarterback he could have started that week. He doesn't win that one. I'm sure there's probably a couple others. All right. Anyway, um, and then the last game of the round, uh, myself coming up against Fitzy. Um, probably not a surprise to to too many people that Fitzy made a couple of <laughs> terrible errors in how he put his team together. And um, yeah, that was that was the end of that. Uh, one twenty one to one hundred six. Um, he obviously the big talking point, and I mean, I'll let you tee off on it, Kenny. But as we mentioned, was he made the call to start Aaron Rodgers in the Thursday game, which Rodgers threw or four touchdowns and scored twenty eight, but then Kyler Murray still put up thirty seven. Yeah, I, and look, it's again, it's easy, very easy in hindsight to comment on this. Um, you know, Rodgers playing against a COVID-riddled San Francisco team, so I understand the appeal of starting Rodgers, but. Um, I think Kyle is just at another level 
in terms of just the the floor and ceiling you can get from him um, is just ridiculous. So if he plays Kyler, so what did you win by, Steve? You won by 15, right? Yeah. So if he plays Kyler instead of uh, Aaron Rodgers, he, that's an extra nine. Yep. And then I would have thought my personal belief was Damien Harris against the Jets would have plugged in nicely ahead of LaVisca Chenault. Correct. Agreed. And that would have come down to an, that would have been an absolute thriller today. He would have won yeah. by like 0.5 and it would have been unreal. Yeah. He, and it That's would have been case. the safest ever for him. Like it would have been a really stiff loss for him because you think there's no way that the Pates defense against the Jets is scoring less than about eight. Yeah, so would have been, would have been, yeah, really, really good finish. He, uh, interestingly, because I, I watched his team get moved around in the lead up to the game, he had Harris starting, but he actually had him over JD McKissick originally, and then he's he's put McKissick in, which paid off because he scored seventeen. Um, and I think at one point he had Jalen Rashad in, which I don't know what he was thinking there, but anyway, he thankfully didn't start <laughs> him for his own sake. But yeah, I don't know. It's it's it's, it's a bit of a mess fits his roster. I um I'm very just quietly happy with my pickup, Jacoby Myers. I talked about mm-hmm. him on the podcast last last week when I welcomed him to the franchise. He's looking very good. He's he's kind of the guy at the moment there. Um, and also very pleasing to get Michael Thomas back finally. And ironic yeah. that he comes back against Fitzy. The only thing was he didn't really put up any points, so it could have been. I mean, he yeah, could have yeah. done me in again if I'd lost. He was very very quiet, and he still put up ten. Like that's his flaw. Um, yeah, he'll just run those little slant routes and he'll catch five passes for 50 yards and there's your yeah. safe floor of 10. Yeah. Um, How, were you happy when DJ Dallas got in the end zone, Steve? I know you're a big DJ Dallas fan. <laughs> I am. Obviously, I've uh, I've not got any of him in this league, but I did make a decision in another league, which uh, you may have correctly noticed on another podcast when I dropped someone that he was coming off the taxi squad. Um, and... Yeah, got, got the win there. So against one of the more highly ranked franchises in that league. So <laughs> happy to see him get in the end zone. I think it's fair to say he's probably done for the year now, though. Don't mm-hmm. think he did enough to... And it's a good first year for him. Yeah, it's been fine. I mean, clearly Carson's the number one guy there. I don't think the two weeks he really did enough to take Hyde's role if Hyde's fit. So I can't, he's going to need a lot of luck to be... But, you know, anyway, I'll take it. And there's probably Please. some people out there who don't really know much about situations and go, oh, this guy played two games and scored 30. I'm going to trade for him. Yeah. So Jerry Judy was good for Fitzy. I'm just looking through. Yeah, he was. He was just, like, and if you watch the game, I mean, you would have watched it, Andrew. He he looked real good. Yeah. He's like, he's starting to show why he was so good. Like now on his touchdown, like just there was one thing where he, he was on a go route, puts his hand up like he's calling for a long ball. Soon as the corner bit on it, cut back took the catch, and then just beat him one-on-one. He's got an insane cut, doesn't he? Yeah. Like, he sticks the foot in, and he just like, whoa. Yeah. He's good. He's, I, I just love watching him. Just Even when you just watch him running routes in practice, and he's just so crisp. He's yeah. like, I. that's like coming in, I had him as my number one wide receiver in the draft because I just thought with his skills, he's just very hard for him not to be a good receiver. Fair call. He looks very good. The, the whole class looks bloody awesome. Yeah. To be honest. Yeah. yeah the he's only, been a winner there, Steve. Jacoby Myers. Where are we? Thank you. Yeah. He, he's, I, was, <laughs> I, I thought I was going to be um, 
up against some competition, but managed to just sneak in pretty easily with him. Um, the the only the two final comments I just make on my team when your running backs just both have shockers on the same week and they total seven points, I think you're very very glad to get a win. Um, yeah, and ironically, Hayden Hurst is like. He's, he's tight end five now. Like I've all year just been trying to figure out how to solve the tight end position. And each week he just gets that little bit better. And he's pretty solid. Just, so, it just shows like, though, doesn't it? You have Kittle, it's not solvable. It's just, yeah. you sit there and you look at your tight end, you're like, oh, I want to improve it. And then you look at everyone's teams and you're like, oh, wait, I can't unless I get Kittle off with you. Yeah. Kelsey, yeah. You Kelsey. can get Kittle if you want. Just, just, just watch what Jordan Reed does. Don't. Did <laughs> we talk about that? Oh wait, we did last week. All I want to say is this week when he goes nuts, and he's obviously going to be starting in my lineup because I've got Hurst on by along with the rest of my team. Just let's just be on the record now as saying it's not an accident, it's not a fluke. It was very specifically planned and called out from the start. That's a real win-win situation for you, isn't it? Highly confident. All right. Shall we get into this week's previews? Yep. Uh, yep. All right. Um, let's let, Since we finished on my team, let's start on my team. So just it's just a pretty gross situation. Um, I've got coming up against Jared, who, as you called out earlier, should be pretty good. I've got no QB at the moment because Mahomes is on by. Um, I then also lose Julio Jones, Calvin Ridley, and Hurst to... Um, to their buyers as well. So scraping together a roster will be interesting. And I've got Gaskin on IR still. So that's pretty much my entire team out. Um, Jared, as you said earlier, kind of not really impacted at all by the buyers. He's got to probably change a kicker um, with Young Wei Koo, who I think is number one ranked. We called out last week, right? So he's been, yeah, he's been pretty solid. Jared um, said he wasn't going to cut him. He said he was going to roster two kickers. So we'll see if that actually plays out. I think he will. He's very like it's, yeah. Yeah, yeah I mean, he can cut hasty. So it's just if there's another player he wants, he won't. Be, uh, I guess he could probably cut Brady um, or Breeze, depending on. Yeah, you don't need two kickers and two quarterbacks. He loves red jersey players, Jared. <laughs> if you look at his team Godwin, McKinnon, Hasty, Fournette, Brady, all in red jerseys. Um, Gibson in a red jersey. Just, I don't know. Just. Something about the colors. He's stacked Steve, on his bench. Steve, can you give the listeners any heads up as to where you're leaning with your QB situation? Surely it has to be Matt Stafford after uh, your draft, your genius well, draft strategy of drafting him for the week 10 buy, which you had to divert from. Yeah, so he's definitely in the mix. Oh. Um, <laughs> in the mix. There's... <laughs> there we go, listeners. He's going to have eight blokes in the mix. No, look, I'll be really honest. I don't, I don't know how many other guys are streaming uh, streaming this week. I was real. Uh, this is giving away definitely too much information, but I'll just give it away. I was really, really close to picking up Goff yesterday while the game, like the round was still going because he was on buy. So I could just add him immediately and have to use no fab on him. And he's got Seattle this week. Um, mm-hmm. But I couldn't just, I couldn't, there's no one I wanted to drop. Yeah. So some fantasy advice for um, anyone needing a quarterback out there. Tua against the Chargers, even if he's on five points at three quarter time, he'll be on 30 by the end of the game because the Chargers cannot stop anyone in the fourth <laughs> quarter. So, yeah, just pick him. Just, and I think Tua is the most fun play you could play 
So I know Ben needs a quarterback because he's got Matt Ryan. So look, my personal advice is go for Tua. Plenty of options. Because if he puts up 40 as well, you can just give shit to Camo. Like it's... (laughs) (laughs) True. The the other one that uh, I won't be getting on for personal reasons, but I tell you what, take Nick Foles to the bank this week because Chicago, no matter how bad their quarterback is, goes nuts against the Vikings every time. Trubisky could literally have a two-year, you know, just complete slump and then he'll come out and throw six touchdowns against us. Is that, so isn't that a really you, nice you emotional hedge for you? <laughs> isn't it a really nice emotional <laughs> no, hedge it's not. for you? Why not? I've got enough emotion attached to Nick Foles after the NFC Championship game a couple of years ago where I think they were up like 38-0 at one point against us. Just <laughs> never touch – I'll never touch him as a fantasy quarterback. It's just there's lines I won't cross. Very few of them, but this is one. <laughs> All right. Um, probably not much that needs to be said about this uh, other than tips. I mean, look, I can't tip on this, but I'll tell you who I won't be tipping and that's me. I mean, you got to go with Jared. Just a question, Manny. Are you going to – be looking at trying to trade one of the Atlanta players or you're just going to write it out now that you've got to this point? Oh, no. I always, always knew I was losing week 10. So it's, I look, I might trade him. I'm definitely open to offers and I'm considering various things, but nothing to do with getting out of week 10. I just, I can't win this week. Because if I traded anything to try and get myself a chance for this week, I'm probably still losing because unless I trade four people, I've basically yeah. got my four best players out. Just it's just a waste. It's, it's yeah. Um, it's going to be an enjoyable week watching because I just won't care if I lose, and I'll be super excited if I win. This could be like you, your only chance really is to stream well at the QB position, get a thirty out of them, and then hope Michael Thomas goes off this week against a pretty ordinary Niners secondary that's pretty banged up. Him and Sanders, if they both just get all the work, your chance. Um, but. Probability says that probably Jared gets the win here. You also get, if you well, pick could... up a afternoon starting quarterback, you can have your whole roster start in the afternoon slot. So you could have a sleep in if you wanted. <laughs> I actually, um, I, it's funny you said that. I was I saw this earlier and I was really disappointed because <laughs> the early bit's the best bit. There's all the games, it's all happening, and yeah. I've got no players. But I think... Um, You'd think after today, I'd have to be seriously thinking about starting Myers, which probably, you know, over Sanders probably, um, which actually Revenge makes game. even later because I, I go from the, <laughs> yeah, I know. But the problem is I, I need, you know, we've talked about this before on the pod. When you know chance, you've got to go for maximum variance and having two wide receivers from the same team is not sort of minimizes my upside. <laughs> yep. So I think I've got to, I've probably got to avoid having Sanders and Thomas give myself the best chance. I actually don't mind some of your. I don't mind some of your matchups. Like James Connor hasn't been going great, but against Cincy, that's not terrible. Uh, As I said, the Saints matchups are right. Jordan Reed, we haven't defended tight ends that well, and if he's out there, I mean, I could see him scoring a touchdown. Um, The Vegas game should be pretty high scoring, so your kicker will probably go better than goggles. (laughs) That's the last two weeks. And Carson Wentz good for a turnover. So, you know, there's a world where you're competitive. I wouldn't write yourself off yet, but I do yeah. like that you've gone for the big reverse moz. I'm definitely going to lose. I've moved on to week 11 <laughs> straight away. That's like, it's, it's a great play, that one. You just cannot lose. 
<laughs> I hope you're right. Um, <laughs> I, I, I did say it. I did say it week, you know, before week one. That I was I'd given up on week ten, so I've really given this one the wind up. So, what's your tip, Kenny? I'm going to help you out and tip Jared. Yeah, thank you. Appreciate that. <laughs> um, all right, ne- next one we've got Cam coming up against Fitzy. Uh, I guess the, the the clear question here is just: Will he double his score? Will it be a hundred point win? How much? <laughs> Uh, that's pretty brutal. Well, who's who's um who's Cam playing in his running back position? That's what I want to know. Peterson, yeah, I guess. Yeah, I think you're right. Not a lot there, is there? Well, I mean, Fitzy's healthy. Look Davis. at his squad. He looked yeah. into Mike Davis. Looks like he's going to miss another week or two. Oh yeah, of course you're right. Oh. Yeah. I didn't even think that. Yeah, Mike Davis just slots straight could back it in. Could have worked out any better for Cam? It's just... And Fitzy. <laughs> yeah. Like Fitzy. Oh, CMC's back in. I won't have to worry about David. Oh, no. He's out. Do you reckon there's any chance... Uh, we shouldn't even be asking this question, but we will because it's Fitzy. Is there any chance he goes, no, Rogers was pretty solid last week. I'm going to start him again. Against over, Jacksonville? Over yeah, yeah, I go, oh, I like the match. Okay, I think... Um, Nearly everyone except for yourself, Manny, may have been sending him offers for um, Kyler. So he better very well the Kyler. I, I know at least one or two people that have been sending very serious offers. So there's a good chance that he may not have him on the team next, um, by the time this game starts. What What do you think he can turn Kyler into? Um. Well, he wants a. I know. I know because I've asked about him. I know he wants a running back. So. Hmm. You've got Lamar. What, what do you? What do you I Kyler. So if I get Kyler, then I can trade Kyler, or I could just play him. He's better than Lamar at the moment. But I reckon, look. I reckon Fitzy could get Justin Herbert for him. <laughs> <laughs> you could get Justin Herbert and Tyreek Hill. I reckon. <laughs> it's, yeah. uh, I actually is this one of the first games I've just noticed. Basically, Fitzy's healthy in terms of his squad at the moment and his bench projections are only about 30 points off his primary list projection so it's oh he's, he's deep well, I mean he's still got Chanel like he's gonna look I'm not to tell Fitzy Travis Harris Fulham team. comes straight back in yeah. clearly because we know no Fulham no Fitzy so he has to put Fulham straight back in the team how is that a sentence that has been said in week 10 while well, Travis Fulham comes straight back in Oh, I didn't know who he was like five minutes ago. <laughs> yeah, he, um, he's still got the black helmet on his. <laughs> he's <seat>. a silhouette. <laughs> he's, yeah, uh, he's yeah. He's just a, a mainstay at Fitzy's. Uh, Why does that picture? And his picture is, I'm pretty sure, him in a Detroit jersey because he used to be it on their front. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love that. Uh, by the way, we didn't make enough of this last week, but how funny was it when Fitzy went through his own draft? And admitted he didn't know who three of the people were. Yeah, he's like, I, I, I didn't know who that was. Uh, wh- whatever his name is, old uh, old Vaughn, K Vaughn, whoever that yeah, is. Okay. And then, um, which I, I absolutely loved it. I love the honesty, but also identifying that where he went wrong was drafting people he hadn't heard of. Not <laughs> the wrong decision by drafting only people I have heard of. The issue was picking people that he hadn't. So, yeah, I don't know. Maybe, yeah, who knows what happens. Will Fitzy persist with Tonyan as well? Like, he's had a couple of bad games after he's 
He, he bought high on him after he scored 30, and then he's just... Well, uh, I, I think... think- He's an avid listener of the pod, mate. And we, we did preach about the QB tight end kicker stack and Fitzy's front and center here with that. So it's no it's, surprise. It's um it's a homer stack. It it really is. And and the irony is it's conceptually fine, but the problem is when you've got the tenth best wide receiver, you're not getting a lot out of that part of the stack in the tight end position, are you? Like unless I reckon he's as much chance Rogers is as much chance of throwing a, a touchdown to Mason Crosby as he is to Tonya at the moment. Oh, oh. Uh, he's the gift that keeps on giving Fitzy. Oh. They're actually playing defenses against each other too. Yeah, yeah, that'd be good. The, the late game too. So if there's if, if this was close, that'd be that'd be really interesting to watch. Although oh, I don't yeah. know, would you stick with the Pats defense after today? Well, what's his other option? Just dream one. I yeah, mean, they're deep. Maybe. It's random. So, I don't know. Yeah, um, and Lamar's been turning over. So, I think you stick with them and hope you get the, like, especially if you, they get the two picks, you hope one was a pick six, keep them to 24 points or whatever, get a sack or two. It's a good day. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Tips on lose, this one. Lose by 80. Well, we'll just, <laughs> is, is, is anyone tipping Fitzy? Let's just rephrase it. I think I've tipped Fitzy every week because oh, I can't. Yeah, that, that's why you're trailing in the tips by about 15. Look, I'm willing to trail in the tips to keep Fitzy number one in my heart. So, <laughs> look, I've, I've got a condition on my tip. As long as he puts Ful, Fulgham back in his lineup, there's no Fulgham, no Fitzy. Um, so, if he's in, Fulgham's in the lineup, Fitzy. If not, Cam. Notice how he notice how he didn't say if he puts Kyler in the lineup because he doesn't want Kyler in the lineup. He wants no, he to wants trade for Kyler. I reckon, <laughs> uh, I reckon you might have just given away too much here, though, Andrew. I think when you said I'll trade him, I reckon you just might have tipped Fitzy off to the fact that it's coming. You, Kyler for Lamar. You think that you think that you can get more from other people than Fitzy can get from other people in a trade? Might no, just dissuade Fitzy from going down that path. Um, well, actually, what I offered Fitzy, I don't think he'll accept anyway. But it was more if I could get Kyler, and then I, the other players that I know that want um, Kyler have some big prizes. So obviously, right. obviously, Andrew's admitted on the pod that he just lowballed Fitzy in a trade. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> it's good to see. I, I actually, I do know. I'm not going to share it because I think it was probably shared with me confidentially. Um, but another player in the league just asked for a bit of a sense check before putting an offer to Fitzy today um, for one of his high profile players. I'm not going to say which, and I'm not going to say who it was, but I will say that it's not Kyler Murray. So I'll let you do the math on the rest of that. Jeez, um, it's a narrow field though. <laughs> could, could Look, be I would have Jared as a dollar 10 favorite as a player. And I would say it would probably be Adam Thielen. Well, I, I think it has to, unless it's Travis Fulgham. Uh, well, if I would, I will, one extra piece of information I would add is I would describe Fulgham as high profile. I was going to say, to narrow it down, does this player have a silhouette or his actual profile photo? <laughs> <laughs> He's wearing the correct jersey of his team. Oh, okay. okay. Um, anyway, uh, yeah, well, you know, you never know, Andrew. You might be right, but you might not. Um, let's move to the next game. Uh, this is the big uh, podcast showdown. You Ooh, two. It is too. Facing off um, the puppet four and five, the curse breakers 
just needing to break their own curse at the moment, just sitting at a little bit of a, you know, not too bad five and four, but just wanting to probably bank a couple. How are you both feeling going into this one? Yeah, not too bad. Get my boy, uh, my boys, Joe Mixon. Well, hopefully they haven't confirmed anything, but I think he'll be back this week. Sanders, get Chubb back when they take, take him off IR or back. Like, in He's definitely playing. Yeah, yeah, Chubb's playing. They've basically um, announced it, I think. So and there's also Henderson against Seattle. I've got a uh, Trevor Trove of Riches at running back. Just Sophie's choice of who to put in. And look, we're both playing chess against each other here. I've traded you Tyra Kill on by against me, and you've traded me Gurley on by against me. It's just, it's real elite, elite trading for both of us. <laughs> look, if you want to keep the last part of the trade, uh, Brown out of, uh, out of your lineup as well. What was it? It was, it was Brown and Gurley for Hill, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty fair. Are you, it's been a win win. Are you any chance of starting Antonio Brown this week? Was he? Uh, yeah, I yeah, I am. Um, sort of on kind of the theory you went off in your game, just he's a high variance player. I think that offense rebounds. I think they're pretty keen to get him involved. The the only question is if there's just a lot of mouths to feed in, in Tampa at the moment. So it's kind of hard to trust him. Um, and it sucks because he's the two AM game, or he's, sorry, he's the early game. Um, so you're going to have to commit to him pretty early over a Deontay Johnson if you're going to do it. Um, yeah, I'll well, because you, you, I was going to say to you, which Brown would you start this week if you're going to start one of them? But they're actually really early because you've got AJ Brown in the Thursday night game. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So And Goggles. Look, Goggles performs in the under light. So I'd be pretty concerned if I was you, Andrew. <laughs> Are you going to watch <laughs> <laughs> he's gonna can, get glare in his goggles. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> can you even can you see in goggles under lights? I, I need to check his I need to check his night day splits, to be honest. Like there might I be something in there. Him playing a night game this year. This is actually big. This is big. I just you're, gonna, you're gonna have to go down the the sort of the, the track of understanding, you know, what kind kind of lenses are in the goggles and is there some sort of <laughs> You know, night vision. I mentioned night vision goggles. <laughs> <laughs> Otherwise, he's going to be firing blanket ships. Just <laughs> imagine, imagine the power goes out like the Super Bowl. His he's kicking just, in the dark. He's the only person out there who can see what's going on. You're just racking up three pointers in the night, <laughs> in the dark. They're running two plays. He's he's just boot scooting around, scoring touchdowns. It's a good. Uh, <laughs> Good option playing goggles under lights, I reckon. Um, your, your variance plays massive too because if you end up having Gronk and Brown and Andrew's got Evans, that could go one way or the other for you. Yeah, it's, uh, I might just play Acres as well just for your Evans Acres trade <laughs> and the Gronk. We've got a lot of right, we've got a lot of history here actually. Um, I'll, obviously, Gronk would be funny if he goes off against you. That'd be exciting for me. Um, oh, look, I'm not feeling great about the matchup, to be honest. I think you're right. I think you're going to have a lot of options at running back. I think Chubb's definitely going to play, which is massive for you, over a Marvin Jones kind of player. Um, I think it gives you a bit of an advantage. So Justin Jefferson, just slot him straight into the lineup after that 
trade where I gave you the piece to get him. So it's all it's all intertwined, isn't it? I just realised why you asked me who I want to stream at quarterback, Kenny. Because I might not be doing the same. Cummins. Well, you <laughs> won't be starting Cousins. Yeah, I. To be honest, I didn't ask you because of that. I kind of forgot I had to stream. As well. <laughs> oh well. Yeah, I won't we, be starting we, Kirk. No. We'll do a gentleman's agreement where we we waiver different people so we don't have to spend. Oh, yeah, that's. Oh, I don't have any to know about me. <laughs> oh, yeah, actually, that's it. I'm just going to pick my quarterback. Put yeah, one just, bid on it. Just pick your dollar, mate. Pick your player. That's fine. No, but the irony is I've got none left either because I spent it all on Jordan. <laughs> You've, you've literally got zero as well, right? I think I've got like... Nah. I'm not sure. You're on zero as well. You've like $1. Oh. You're going to blow the budget. No, you're on... Seven. Seven. Oh, okay. Seven, yeah. You are. Big spender. Don't spend yeah. it all in one place. That's my advice. No, nah, it's... Yeah. Well, anyway, from a neutral buy, bystander, three. neutral bystander, how, how do you assess this matchup? Um... I reckon on paper, Andrew looks stronger, but like I think you know what you're going to get from Andrew. I reckon you're scoring around the 120 mark with a little bit of upside to that. I think Keeney's potential of putting up a 70, but if a few guys go off, you could do 150 again like you did a few weeks ago. So, look, I'm going to tip Andrew, but... I will be. What will shock me is if Keeney wins 120 to 110. Let's put it that way. Yeah. If you have a look at my team as well, I've got some average matchups this week. Like when you do on the mobile app and it gives you like red for the bad matchup, I've got about five of them currently in my starting lineup. Every game, every player on the road except for Marvin Jones. So if you put, if you, if well, you put yeah, he, but he won't start him. He'll start Henderson or Tubb in the in the yeah, late. Yeah, so I'm just fun. looking at that. Yeah. He's Tubbs at home. Tubbs at home against Houston, he should put up 30 points. Yeah, right. Evans, <laughs> Jefferson, and Andrews. <laughs> Evans, Jefferson, and Andrews are all capable of scoring nothing, like having a really low, you know, scoring five. But yep. you've also you've just got, like, Lamar won't. Nixon won't. Sanders won't. I, you just, I don't know. You just, you've got a much better floor than Keeney this week, I think. Yep, agreed. All right, next one. Um, Woodsy gets Camo this week, as Woodsy so happily said earlier before. By the way, we didn't address this, but he just dropped off once at one point, and he's not a particularly interesting or noticeable guy, Woodsy, particularly in his prison outfit. So we, we just sort of forgot that he was gone. Um, but anyway, it's just for anyone at home listening, wondering why Woodsy was a big feature of the first 15 minutes and hasn't been heard from since. Um, clearly, corrections came back for the jumpsuit. Uh He's he's well he's he's got to sort his um, he's got to sort himself out a bit because he obviously has the three the three Chiefs missing this week so his Four. defense uh, kicker tight end stack is falling apart mm. but on the upside he gets to play coming so <laughs> well that's that's probably the big talking point is that will he keep the kicker. We know how he feels about like he spent high draft capital on him. Um, what do you guys think? I like. There's no chance he drops him. Yeah, I think he. I think he drops. Like, does he drop a Boston Scott for him? And just well, I think keep he, him. He drops. It depends. Yeah. So if he is he going to drop the Chiefs D as well? Is if he drops the Chiefs D, 
then he can so picks up a replacement D. Then yeah, probably drop Boston Scott. I don't think you drop IU. Like he looks pretty good. Um, but then he also starting Josh Kelly. Like a bit of lairizing there by him. I think if I don't think you'd be wanting to start Josh Kelly if you're gonna help it. He's not gonna get a uh, Jefferson injury in the first play well, of the game every week. That, he, that's he's just got. Yeah, we didn't talk about that. The the flex bloke I chose got kissed on the dick. Um, <laughs> not that it would have made any difference. That doesn't really matter. But is this just a, a real intimidation play against the Charger Homer himself? Um, so what he'll be celebrating that? Josh Kelly, but little does he know <laughs> that he's playing up against him. Well, the thing is, I don't reckon he... It's a waste of... If that's what he's doing, it's a waste of time because Kamu yeah. doesn't listen to... The podcast doesn't watch the NFL fantasy app. Doesn't you know? Doesn't check the scores. Doesn't pay any attention to who he's playing against. If we believe everything he says, you know that phantom WhatsApp message he sent earlier today was probably done by someone else. He's just got. I was going to ask that special is, media manager to action his accounts. I was going to say that. Is there someone running his team for him? He's just paid the fifty entry, and yeah, we need and, like. Uh, you know, there's like Twitter meme where it's like the sentence you would say to tell your friends that uh, yeah. someone else has kidnapped you. We need to work out what Camos is and see if well, he's com- said it in the last couple Camos of years. Would, Camos would be, I'll trade you anyone for Herbert. Or sorry, the other way around. <laughs> yeah. I'll trade Herbert for anyone. Yeah, yeah. If so if anyone's got to trade the Herbert offer, let us know so we can send the cops around to Camos. Correct. <laughs> if we're wondering who... You just while we're talking about suspicious bits about coming, I, I did notice earlier in the year when we got him on the podcast, his name down the bottom corner said he was Olivia. Mm. So I just don't know whether or not maybe the strings are actually being pulled by his his toddler age daughter. Well, not toddler anymore. I guess she's a little bit older than that, but um, clearly old enough to be setting a fantasy roster and doing quite well at it. Surely Olivia's smart enough not to start three players from the same team every week. Oh, a two look, she's she she, has, she breaks from Melbourne. Like that should tell and, you how much <laughs> bias it goes on in that house. And I've always said that Olivia's the luckiest toddler I've ever met. So it kind of fits, doesn't it? It does, and it, it it's smart by Camo if he's um, well, you know, he probably didn't have much say in it. Doesn't doesn't have too much say. Much that goes on in his house, but he um he it's worked out well for him. Let's put it that way, because he's he's still sitting there. What is he six and three? Just going along very nicely. Um, yeah, look, we probably we probably covered enough of this one. Any tips on this? I'm gonna go with Camo. Um, oh. I just think the bye weeks. Um, Woodsy gets to deal with uh, life without Kelsey for one week, um, and he's gonna find out it's not as pleasant as he thinks. Yeah, I'm I'm with you actually. Um, I think this is where we see four in a row from. I know I said five in a row last week, but we'll we'll <laughs> roll it back to four in a row. He's very high and mighty about his situation at the moment, justifiably so. But um, having played fantasy for a long, long time, the peaks and troughs of this game is um, they're they're always just around the corner. So when you least expect it, I think Derek Henry plays against the Colts run defense, which is very strong. Um, I agree if Josh Kelly's his second one. Um, no Kelsey. I think there's a few signs here that 
he may be in for a lower score this week than he's accustomed to. So I'm, I'm going to tip Camo too. I'm going to make it the three, Pete. Oh, upset yeah. special. I'm, yeah, no, nah, I don't think it's even an upset. I think just Woodsy, pride comes before the fall and just watching him swish his little glass of Shiraz earlier tonight just told me <laughs> everything I needed to know about what's coming. There is a freight train of karma just speeding towards Ben Woods and he's sitting there moving his little Travis Kelsey from the tight end to the bench unaware of what's about to hit him. So um, I reckon you guys being diplomatic about it, I reckon he's, he's got absolutely no chance. <laughs> the, the, the next one, uh, Reese just coming up against Ben, getting him on Matt Ryan's bye. Uh, not a not a bad little time to do that with Jamison Crowder also on bye. Um, big projected win for Reese at the moment, but uh, clearly Ben's got to put some more people in the lineup. Any thoughts mm-hmm. on this one? And it looks like it's going to have to be Hollywood Brown from a wide receiver point of view. Um, or it could be Will, Will Fuller, obviously. You could move him up and play a running back. But, um, yeah, he's looking a bit light on. He, I think you'll obviously need uh, Drake to, to get up and play um, for, for his running back spot in that, probably in that flex spot. But other than that, um, he's another one. We actually might be in a bit of competition this week, Manny, for streaming. Just look going through this. There's a few teams that are looking to strain here. Um, yeah. and, and Ben's another one. So, look, on on face value, Reese's team's strong. We've talked about it. Um, he's already moved McCaffrey out. You wouldn't even know it. He's still projected for that 125 range. So, um, just a very strong squad at the moment. I think a lot of people think he's a massive chance to go all the way. So, I will be tipping Reese in this one. Yeah, I think you got to stick with Reese as well. But you, look, as much as we want to get, go at Ben, he's uh, he's won three out of his last four, and the one he lost, he lost to Havers by under a point. So, I mean, there's they're probably low scoring games, but I mean, he's still hot. Yeah, informs good it's form. True. It's true. Um, yeah, look, I. I uh, it would take a brave man to tip against the team that has Hunter Renfro starting in it, and I am not a brave man. So, go on with Reese. Yeah. It's a really good call. <laughs> um, the final one, DJ Chark, do 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 do. Uh, <laughs> every time we have to say that, Dale's just stitched us up by the team name alone. He's already done it. Um, coming up against here, the Haver projected for a pretty close one to be honest. Uh, and both of these teams are pretty unencumbered by buys. Ava loses Amari Cooper. Um, oh, there is some players shorts. that are in their lineups at the moment. Like, I don't think Montgomery's playing. I don't think Holiday's playing. I don't think uh, maybe Fant will play, but um, or, actually, no, I, I'm saying Fant probably won't play as well. So, um like that's three players and a tight end as well for Havers, which is, as we've discussed a lot on this podcast, just a minefield of whoever you pick up. Like they'll score 20 or they'll score one. Yeah. Yeah. So who do you think in this one? I think um, Havers, but it's very hard because I know for a fact that at one point on when I was hanging out with Havers on Sunday, he said, I may have a completely new team by the end of the week. So... Look, and I know that he's working on some deals, so 
Um, I'm tipping Havers at the moment, but I mean, he could have seven new starting players in that lineup by uh, Friday. Mm. Mm, it's interesting. I look. I think I'm still. I am still concerned that the DJ Chark to do to do to dos has a picture of Fitzy in the in the logo. That that that's my only concern. Um, I think it's fire, isn't it? It it really is, and he's confident. He's he's flirting with his form, to be frank, by having that picture there. Um, <laughs> So I think if he changes that up, um, he's a massive chance to get in the in the playoffs for mine. Um, in all seriousness, I think Josh Allen's got a great matchup against Arizona. Um, I probably like his matchups better than Havers. Um, and his bench is pretty deep. So I, even though like Montgomery and that, he's yeah. going to play. Montgomery though, if he, so he's on the Tuesday game and he's questionable, and then he's got Geo, who I think Mixon's going to play this week, and yeah. Yeah. Uh, Wilkins, who's on the Friday game. So he's got to make an early decision uh, on that. Yeah, it's a fa- look, it's a fair call. And the other thing is, like, the way Dalvin Cook's going at the moment, and Chicago's run D is their weakness. Like, they're, they're an okay passing defense, but um, their run D is a bit vulnerable. They'll probably stack the box to try and stop Dalvin, but I just think he's he's unbelievable at the minute so look i can see this one being pretty close to be honest i'll tip uh the the do 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 do's just um and then have is also another one that'll be i think in the quarterback um roulette this week so mm. um, i mean it could just come down to Havers getting the right quarterback like he's obviously got more fab than uh the two of you so he could have first choice of the waiver wire, and then if he picks the right one, that could be the difference. Yeah, I'm pretty happy with um, a bidding war on quarterbacks this week. I'd be, I think, I think there's enough out there to just sit back and even not even be just wait and see what's yeah. left. So. If I was a betting man, I would say Havers will probably pick up Goff. He's picked him up before, so I think he's. Um, I think Goff will probably be on the year of the Haver uh, this time tomorrow. Well, he'll have to pay seven for him because <laughs> I'm bidding six. Um, yeah. Now, I, look, I, I, just to close it off, I'm going to tip. I'm going to tip Dale, um, but my heart's saying it's the year of the Haver still. And there's a pulse. Yeah. All right. Well, um, I think that's the last one. It is. Uh, it was. Uh, it was good to have Woodsy on the podcast. It was even better not to have to say goodbye to him because those. Thank you. Goodbyes are always a little bit awkward when we just keep going and they have to drop off the Zoom call. So I'm going I think to think we deserve a pat on the back. We've kept it under two hours. It's good. I'm knackered. <laughs> you take away the mid-year reviews and you take away the waiver wire and all that's left is just a quick 10-minute podcast that goes for two hours. It's good. <laughs> all right, boys. Well, thank you. We'll, uh, we'll look forward to chatting next week. Good luck in the big matchup against each other on the weekend. Um, my attention is going to be as much on everyone else's games as my own this week. So hopefully you guys can turn it into something interesting. Thanks. Thanks, Steve. And look, can I, can I just apologise to the rest of the league for putting in such a poor showing against Woodsy? I know it was a big <laughs> week. Um, I, didn't, I didn't lift, but I, I can promise one thing to the rest of the league, and that is that there will be 
further bets and rivalries with me and Woodsy going forward. So <laughs> there will be a repeat. There will be a second uh, hype video slash audio from you, Andrew. I'm already asking you to do it whenever that <laughs> happens. And goggles will have to be a part of my team next year if we don't face again this year. That's it All from right. me.